Get your notes out in a brand new series that we're talking about, I Love My Church. Not in an egotistical way, but how many appreciate the family that God has brought you into? And we try to come up with a title for this, and, and, uh, but I think it's okay. I'll say I love my wife, and I love my God, and I love my family. I should be able to say I love my church. Amen. Amen. And so uh, we, we love our church, but we want to get better and better and better. And so before we go into our new facility and a, and a new season of ministry in the church, God just really spoke to my heart to just kind of recast the vision, to just really make it very clear who we are as a church, what, what's our purpose, what, what's our mission, who are we? And so throughout this month and five Sundays, we're going to talk about the who, what, when, where, and why of Transformation Church. Why are we here? And so let's go right to our scripture that we're using throughout this month. And God placed all things under his feet, talking about himself, and appointed him to be head, talking about Jesus, over everything for the church, which is his body. The church is the body of Jesus, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. And as we said last Sunday, what the scripture is saying is this, simply God is the head. He sent his son Jesus to die for the church. And then through him, he has now established this church, this body of believers on this earth, that he can express everything about Jesus to the world through his church. That we are God's vehicle that he wants to express Jesus to the world through. And so we must always keep that in our mindset that that the church wasn't built for me, I was built for the church because we are the church. And understanding that God's called us now to be the fulfillment of everything that Jesus was to be on this earth is now to be demonstrated through the church. And so I wanna talk about that today because Transformation Church, as we talked about last Sunday on, on who are we, today I wanna talk about what are we and we shared with you last week that the Transformation Church is a multicultural, multi-generational, multi-social a, a, a group of people that God has brought together from all walks of life. Last Sunday, we had like five uh, singers up here across the front, and every one of them was a different nationality. And, and how God has blessed us with so many different cultures and social standings and, and, and age groups. And that's one of the things I love what Jonathan said on the video is that, yeah, we're diverse, but not just in color. We're diverse in every way. And that's what heaven's going to be like. And thank God for our church that looks like that too. Amen. And, and today I want to talk about what are we? Because when we, we made a shift several years ago, we were Hearts of Love Ministry and and we were pretty traditional in a lot of areas, but then God really challenged my heart because I did not feel like we were being as effective in reaching the lost as we could be and, and in ministering to people as we could be. I felt like we had too many people still struggling over long-term periods of time and not finding the freedom that they really should have in their life. And, and I really began to pray about that. And, and God began to speak to my heart about the name change and the dynamics of the church changing that we could become more effective in, in changing people's lives and seeing people set free. And we met with our staff at that time and we, we really sat down. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. I'm going to bring that staff meeting into this message today because we sat down and said, what do we really feel that we want this church to look like? What, what is it that we want it to be like? And we came up with one word, and it's called Jesus. 
that we, we want the church to be a true representation of a person, not a pattern. That we wanted to really look like Jesus. And we wrote down three things, and I want to share them with you today, that we said we want Transformation Church to be. We talked about who we are. Today, I want to talk about what are we? What, what are we as a church? And we said three things that we want transformation to be as we express the fulfillment of Jesus upon this earth. Number one is a place to love life. Amen. That, we, that, that Transformation Church, we want this to be a place that you can just love life and love being alive and love being saved and love being a part of something bigger than you being a part of something that's changing other people's lives. Church should be a place that you look forward to going to. Amen. How many woke up, how many was yesterday going, I can't wait for church to get here, man. I mean, like I was preaching to myself yesterday, like, man, I wish today was Sunday so I could get this going. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and church should be a place that you can laugh and smile and have a whole lot of fun together. Uh, I was reading a story of this, this burglar he broke into this house and he, he got in at night and he's got his flashlight and he's going around and he's looking for things to steal and all of a sudden he hears this voice goes, Jesus is watching you. And he freaks out and turns his flashlight off and, and he waits a minute and it's silent. So he turns his light back on and he's found the big screen TV and he's disconnecting it and all of a sudden the voice again goes, Jesus is watching you. And he freaks out right now and he starts looking around the house and finally in the corner he shines his light and there's a parrot in a cage. And he walks over to this parrot and he goes, really, really a bird? I mean, what's all this? And he goes, I was trying to warn you, he's watching you. And the burglar goes, who are you? And he goes, my name's Moses. And the burglar goes, who in the world, what, what kind of people would name a bird Moses? The parrot said the same kind of people that would name a Rockwaller Jesus. He's watching you. <coughs> that will clean your house out of all burglars, I can tell you right there. But the scripture said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Come on, anybody grow up like I did on Sunday morning? You was like, I'm sad I gotta go to church because there's a bunch of mean, boring, grumbling, frowning people waiting to meet me there. Come on, anybody? I, come on, I'm trying not to be too mean, but I'm just telling you, it was like church wasn't my favorite place to go. But I want to wake up on about Saturday going, I wish it was Sunday. Because there's a place I'm going to go gather with some life-giving people, and we're going to express the love of God together as a church family. You see, one of the greatest comments I hear as pastors is people say, I can't wait all week, it's like I wait all week for Sunday to get here. And I hear that often from several, especially our new converts. It's like, Pastor, someone told me that just last week going out. They go, now I, I wait all week for Sunday to get here so I can come back and do this again. Amen. That's a good feeling. To see people here early coming early and getting coffee and hanging out and talking and, and getting in their group and laughing and living life together as a family. John 10, 10 says, the, key, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I've come that you might have life and to have it to the fullness. 
which means in abundance or overflow, that, that God wants you to have life to the full. And, and God challenged us, build, build a church where people can come and experience life. Life in Jesus, that, that it's not a place of death and gloom and doom and, and, and we're all gonna die and we're not gonna make it. No, we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus our Lord and no weapon formed against us today is gonna prosper. Greater is he that's within us than he that's in the world. And begin to call things as, as though they are, even though you don't see them yet. Having faith in God and loving life and loving each other and expressing that with spirits of joy and happiness, that the Transformation Church would be a place of life. John 5, 11 says, I have told you this so that my joy, his joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Amen. That, that we, we want Transformation Church to be a place of joy, that you come here and you smile. If you can't smile at work, smile at church. Amen. If you can't laugh at work, come and laugh at church. Amen. Amen. And so in this place of life that we're talking about, that, that the church is a place to love life, number one, we, we desired and we committed at that point as we call this transformation church, which means an immediate change in appearance, form, and character, that it would be a place, number one, of healing. Amen. A place of healing. That, that we made a, a conscious choice to be a hospital, to be a hospital. And I share with my staff, I said, I've never seen a doctor or nurse walk around a hospital and go, why are you here? What are you doing here? You're cut, busted up, bleeding, messed up, broken. Why are you here? Well, you're supposed to be here because you're hurting and we're a hospital. Amen. And we made a conscious decision that that this church would be a life-giving church, a hospital. You see, things get ugly and nasty at hospitals. There's blood, and there's guts, and there's gore, and there's pain. There's celebration when healing comes. There's a lot of mess before the healing gets there. And, and we want you to understand and always remember, never forget that Transformation Church has consciously been designed to be a hospital not a club, not a place where everybody drives up in their pretty car and their fancy clothes and their big hats and they come in and everything's perfect and wonderful. And thank God for the days that we can do that. Amen. But how many's had those Sundays that you didn't feel pretty and wonderful and your hat was broke and your clothes were torn inside and mentally and emotionally and spiritually and you didn't need a club, you needed a doctor, and you needed a hospital. And, and we've decided and consciously determined that Transformation Church is gonna be a life-giving center, a hospital where people that are broken and torn, you go to hospital, you're gonna hear some yells and some screams. You're gonna walk in rooms and see things beyond what you wanted to see because they don't cover you good in a hospital. There's some nakedness. Amen. You don't know the rooms I've walked in and went, woo, too much. And never let them know what you saw. Amen. Come on, you with me? You, you with me? And, and that's what we determined for Transformation Church to be, that we just don't want to have good church. We want to watch God heal people. Amen. And be a hospital that whosoever will can come. You see, you hear things in the hospital you don't plan to hear. Words of pain, words of fear, concern, and at times hopelessness. And we've decided to be that hospital 
that God can call people to. And, and, and that's why some of us are, would be classified as doctors and, and to take care of the, the heavy needs. And some are nurses to take care of the patients in their coaching and in their small group leadership and their hub leadership. And, and some are interns that are being trained for that job to eventually move up in ministry in different areas of, of ministry. And, and every one of you are very, very important in this hospital because somewhere God's going to use you to touch someone's life. And, and let me say, hospitals stink sometimes because you got to deal with some poop and urine. I'm just talking to you today, all right? Because the Bible said that if you're going to have the strength of the oxen, it's in the scripture, if you're going to have the strength of the oxen to plow your field, you got to be willing to clean out the stall regularly. And if we're going to have the power of the Holy Spirit in this church and the love of Jesus and the love of life that's going to draw the sick, the wounded, the bleeding, the broken, the smelly into this house, we as a church have got to be ready to deal with some poop and urine. Because there's some sick people that need to get well. And we're a place of healing, spiritual healing physical healing, and there's scripture there, and I don't have time to go through it all, but there's spiritual healing. There's some folks that need to be spiritually healed. Some are right here right now. Many are coming. We want to be a hospital where those that are spiritually sick can come and find Jesus and find that spiritual health that they've been looking for. There's others that are coming with physical sickness in their body and disease and infirmity, but we're just going to believe the God that we serve is all-powerful and has the ability to heal. And if we have to change a bandage, if we have to walk them through therapy, whatever we've got to do, we're going to watch God bring healing in people's bodies. There's emotional healing. We, we're living in a society today where there's so many mental issues and, and people are struggling and we're not going to be a church to go, you need to go somewhere else. No, if you can't get healed in your own church, you're not in a church, you're in a club. Amen. If you have to go to any other church to find the healing you need, then that church needs to shut down because it's no longer a church. Amen. No matter where you are in life, no matter how bad you've messed up, no matter what's happened in your life, if you can't get healed here, then we're not the church that we proclaim to be. Amen. But we want to be a hospital that people can find spiritual, emotional, and physical healing in their body, and God make us better at it. Amen? Amen. Come on, you with me today? Number two, in that life-giving church, that place of life and love, there's healing, but there's also hope. That we want to be a place of hope. In 2 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul says, we put no stumbling block in anyone's path so that our ministry will not be discredited. Some of us need to read that really, really, really good because sometimes you're letting a lot of things out there pull you into making all kind of judgments and comments and things like that, and you're discrediting your own ministry. Amen. We don't become that stumbling block we will not be discredited. Rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way. In great endurance, because how many knows this is going to take some of that? Amen. In troubles, in hardships, and distresses, in beatings, in prison riots, in hard work, sleepless nights, and hunger, in purity, understanding, patience, and kindness, in the Holy Spirit, and in sincere love, in truthful speech, and in the power of God. 
with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left, through glory and dishonor, bad report and good report, genuine yet regarded as imposters, known yet regarded as unknown, dying and yet we live on, beaten and yet we're not killed, sorrowful yet always rejoicing, poor yet making many rich, having nothing and yet possessing everything. That, that we understand that our hope's not based in what we see. Our hope's not based in what we feel. Our hope's not based in a report by mankind. Our hope's not based in the economy or a doctor's report or a lawyer's report. Our hope is founded in the word of God and the promises of his word in our life that he'll never leave or forsake us. He'll provide every need that we have in our life, that he'll allow no weapon that the enemy forms against us to prosper, that we wanna be a hospital that brings life a hospital that brings healing and a hospital that offers hope. Amen. That people can come and leave here going, I didn't think it could happen, but I just got a new faith that tells me it can. Amen. That there's hope, a place of hope. TC is a life-giving church where you can learn and begin to hope again. Our goal at TC is to provide a life-giving culture that's fun, energetic, life-giving, one that hope and expectation for better things to come will arise in the heart of every person. When a mother holds both my hands at the door like one lady did just two weeks ago with tears running down her cheeks and she said, my daughter and her husband both came to church with me today and they did and they sat right over there on the second row and she said, I looked over out of my eye and both of them raised their hands and they did for salvation and they gave their heart and life to Jesus and they were back at church with her again last Sunday and they're going through our growth track and they're finding their place in God. When a mother walks walks out and says, oh, I prayed for over 30 years for my daughter. And today she gave her heart to Jesus. That's hope, my friend. It's hope. When a wife, like last Sunday, when we were shaking hands and greeting, runs over to Kathy and I, and she hugs us and grabs us, and she said, look, 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 Pastor, look on the front row. That's my husband. I've been praying over 20 years for my husband to come to church with me. He's here with me today, Pastor. And guess who raised her hand for Salvation Sunday? Amen. Hope. A place of hope. Number two, it's a place to love people. It's a place to love life. A place to love people. That we, we said, what, what do we want Transformation Church to be? We want it to look like Jesus. Amen. Number one, to love life. Number two, to love people. 1 Peter 3.10 says, For let him who wants to enjoy life and see good days. Good days. Good when apparent or not. Somebody's found out that your bad day is still better than many people's good day. Amen. If you don't believe that, go visit Haiti right now. He says, For let him who wants to enjoy life and see good days keep his tongue free from evil and his lips from guile. Transformation Church is a place to love people, a place where you see those that have hurt you as hurt themselves and you now become God's agent of bringing healing into their lives. Amen. We love people. And as long as there's a heaven and as long as there's a hell, 
we're called to still love them, to pull them out. And I want everybody to just look at me for a second because that's going to require us loving some people that in our flesh we really don't want to love. Even the people that have hurt us the deepest. But I was talking to someone that was hurt deeply this week and I, I expressed to them, I said, the very moment that Jesus hung on the cross and he bore our sins in his body on the cross, the very moment that he became what he regretted the most, that he feared the most. Jesus' fear was not Calvary. His fear was not the beating, the scourging, the buffeting, the crown. He didn't fear that. What he feared was becoming sin like us. That's why he said, if it be your will, take this cup from me. He, he didn't want to become sin. At the very moment he became sin for us is the very moment that he looked up into the heavens and said, Father, forgive them because they don't even understand what they're doing to me. The moment he was at his deepest rejection and pain was the moment he forgave the most. God, teach us at Transformation Church to be that kind of a hospital, that kind of a body that we don't run from hurt, we don't run from offense, we run to it with a spirit of forgiveness and grace. And that we learn to love people on their bad day. I need to belong to a church that can see me on my worst day and still love me tomorrow. I need to belong to a church that can see me when I'm not up and happy and yuppie and everything's wonderful and cool and they can see me struggling in life and yet not lose respect for me. Amen. Amen. On, I need a family that I don't have to worry about the phones burning when they see me make a mistake. Amen. I need to be a part of a family that's going to hold me when I can't hold myself up. Amen. Come on, how many glad you're part of a family like that? How many's needed that kind of family? Zion always been perfect, not even close. And there's a lot of days that I wonder, why do I even get to get in this pulpit and do this? Because I don't deserve that. It's my faith isn't always strong. My joy is not always full. My peace isn't always passing my understanding. There's a lot of turmoil sometimes. And I need to know that I'm part of a family that when I can't hold my hands up, somebody's going to come by me and hold it for me. I need to know that I'm part of a family that when I totally mess up, that they're going to say, come on, pastor, you are human too. I didn't know I got a brother beside me. Come on, anybody with me in here? Because I don't know about you, but I, I'm not walking it perfect all the time. Now, I haven't gone out and messed up. I'm not preaching this so you'll hear something bad this week, okay? <laughs> Let me clarify that, all right? But I want to tell you, that's the kind of how we, we determined before we started this thing called Transformation Church and made the shift that we're going to be that kind of church. Amen. That we're going to be a place, number one, of happiness. We're going to love people. A place of happiness. Psalm said, but the godly are happy. Come on, say that with me. The godly are happy. If you're not happy most of the time, you need to go back and check that other word. Amen. Godly. Because there's something going on that's keeping you from being happy. He said, the godly are happy. They rejoice before God and are overcome with joy. Amen. And, and, and we want this place to be a place of happiness. He said, I have told you this, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. God wants you happy. Amen. And we want you happy. And no, we're not always going through the, everything's great. We lie a lot, don't we? 
How's it going? Wonderful. It ain't wonderful. Your world just crashed. Come on, be honest and let's work this thing out. And when it is wonderful, brag about it and thank God for it and, and celebrate it and let's celebrate together. But to be happy. And we've got to come and realize today your attitude determines your altitude and your altitude determines if others want to follow you or not. Your attitude determines your altitude, and your altitude determines if other people want to follow you or not. Amen. Your face says more than your words. Amen. And God wants us happy. He wants the world looking at us and going, what do you have that I don't have? Jesus. And that we come and have this spirit of happiness that we just love life and we love people and we're happy. The Apostle Paul... The devil tried over and over and over to steal his joy, and he couldn't do it. I mean, you read all through the book of Acts and through the New Testament, and one attack after another came to the apostle Paul, and he just responded with a spirit of joy and happiness, and hey, we're going to throw you in prison. Okay, I'll write a book there and send it to the church and change the world. It's, it's okay. It's a good time for me to write another book. Amen. And then we're going to take your life, Paul. Okay, for me to live as Christ, to die as gain. I mean, you couldn't mess him up. Amen. He had so much godliness and happiness in his life that nothing the devil threw at him could take away his joy in his song. Amen. God, help us be those people that no matter what's going on, what I don't understand, why I don't feel this and why I can't grab that and why I can't see this and, and don't let the devil come and steal from you, but I wanna have a place here. Who are we? What are we? We're a place that we can come and with all of our frailties and all of our failure and all of our stuff, we can find the happiness and the joy of Jesus. We can love each other at the same time. We're a place of happiness, but a place of helps. First John says, little children, let us stop just saying we love people, let us really love them and show it by our actions that we're not a church of talk, we're a church of walk and that we love each other and we show that through health, simple acts of kindness. You see that all the time in things that we say and do here, that we change the world through simple acts of kindness. When you serve on the dream team, you're, you're operating in your gift of helps and whatever your passion. When you're on your job, you're operating in your gift of helps. That you're, you're that, that person, that body, and that we're, we're a church that's going to operate Number one, that we're, we're going to come into this place of, of just reaching out to each other and helping each other and carrying each other's burdens and operating in our gifts together. That this church isn't built around the personality of a pastor. It's built around the DNA of Jesus and the congregation. And when people come here, they don't leave and go, oh, that was a good preacher or that worship team was awesome. We, we hope they can stay close to that, all right? But, but we want them to leave here going, what a God. Man, I've never been loved so much in my life. I've never had so many friendly people. And we hear that all the time. I've never met so many friendly people in my life. And then one of our visitors the other day, he said, Pastor, he said, I probably had about nine people greet me before I ever got to my seat. This is exactly what he said. Had about nine people. I said, that's good. We, we look for seven. Amen. So we're above. We're two above. We want seven contacts before a person gets from their car to their seat. And that's good. That's what, what are you doing? You didn't think that handshake was that important, did you? But somebody was counting them. Amen. That we're operating in our gifts of help. And last of all, 
that Transformation Church is a place to love God. Three things that we want this church. What are we? A place to love life, a place to love people, and a place to love God. This is simple today, isn't it? But if when we miss those three and we forget them, we become just another building on the street that loses its purpose and its mission. And I want to remind you of who we are and what we are. You see, if you try to do this Christian thing without a genuine love for God, you're wasting your time. How many's tried to do it on your own? I'm going to be good by myself. <laughs> Didn't work the first time. Why do you think it's going to work this one? That, that we come and realize that, that this is a place for you to come and learn, and I learn to love God deeper. Matthew 22 says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. That we want Transformation Church, number one, to be a source of life in God. That God is, you realize that your love for God, that God's your source of life. That everything you are, you will be wrapped up in this person called Jesus. Ecclesiastes says, because no one can eat and enjoy life without him. No one can eat or enjoy life without him. Your life isn't full of happiness, joy, and purpose today. You need to stop and check your source of life. What's driving you? Is it success? Is it money? Is it career? Is it business? What's driving you? Because if you're not fulfilled in life, it's not Jesus. But when Jesus and God and my love for him is the driving force and the source of my life, there's a happiness that comes. There's a joy that comes. There's a fulfillment that comes that, that the world may not know me, but those people that God's using me to change their lives, they do. Amen. They know me. That person that you offered hope to on your job, they know you. It doesn't matter if the news journal knows you or not. That person that was going to hell that's now going to heaven, they know your name. Amen. That person that was hungry but got something in their stomach, they know who you are. They're the ones that matter. And if my fulfillment in life, if I don't find that, if I don't feel that, if I don't have that, then I need to stop and go, what's driving me? What's the force? What's the source of my happiness? Because he said in that scripture, all these things that, 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 that in the world, it looks like we're in poverty. No, we're rich. Looks like we're in sorrow. No, we're in joy. Looks like we're in misery. No, we're in peace. Because our source of life, our fulfillment in life is found in God. People who are in love with Jesus want to worship. They want to pray. They want to serve others with their gifts and their passion. People who are only in love with what Jesus can do for them are grumpy, sad, depressed, selfish, not making time for their gifts and passions to impact others. But Transformation Church is where people realize that Jesus is a source of life and we desire to be that connection between Jesus and a lost and dying world. Amen. We have purpose. So we love God and we're connected with the source of life. We're connected. We, we was in the building the other day and I grabbed the wrong thing and it was connected. It hurt. You've been there, Willie? You're laughing. You've been doing a whole lot of remodeling. I think he just, he connected too. 
There was some source coming through that thing. You know what I'm talking about? I want that with Jesus. I want that connection with Jesus, that he's the source of my life. And how many's found out? I did this at my parents' house when I was a teenager. I stuck a screwdriver. I thought I had tripped the breaker, and I tripped the wrong one. And I stuck a screwdriver in there. That was not pretty. But it wouldn't let go. It had me. And, and I'm there. Can I ask you, Holy Spirit, just let me grab and don't let go? And just let that life-giving source just flow through me like a channel that I'm so in love with God that all I can do is smile and laugh. Even when I want to cry, I'm smiling. Even when I want to give up, I'm getting up. Even when I want to quit, I'm running harder than I've ever run. Even when I want to say it's over, I'm just beginning. That I'm, I'm connected with a source of life that won't even let me think about giving up on life. Won't even let me think about quitting because I've got a reason to live and I've got a reason to talk and walk and share and give and smile and offer because I'm connected to a source of life that's never ending and all powerful. We're that body that we can't wait to come in and just plug in, and get connected, and last of all, that we're a giver of life. Amen. That we understand that Jesus is the source of life, but he's also the giver of life through us. Psalm said, you are the giver of life. Your light lets us enjoy life. Amen. You're the giver of life. Your light lets us enjoy this life. Now, I want to just challenge somebody. I've been praying really hard this week, really hard. Because I've seen it. I see it on expressions. I see it in people. And if you think that we just spend our week just planning to come here and preach a little message on Sunday, I, the enemy's lied to you. Because I carry every one of you in my heart. I have every one of you in my vehicle that I pray for every day. I carry your burden. I carry your faces. I carry your expressions. I carry your heart. I carry you. And I, I don't mean that in a bragging way. I just want you to know this is serious to me. And I want some of you today, I want to challenge you today as we get ready to move into a new season of ministry that we can't offer it to a community until we embrace it first. I want to challenge some of you today, plug back in. If the enemy's brought stuff to your mind and lies and thoughts and even anger or bitterness or whatever you're going through in your life, and you've been unplugged, plug back in. Because God's got a life-giving flow, man, that he wants to bring into your spirit and into your life. And he's got a world of people out there that's waiting on you. He's assigned you to them and nobody else can reach them but you. God wants to plug you back in because he's the giver of life. Try life outside of Jesus. Try life outside of your purpose. Try life outside of God's plan for you and you'll find misery, depression, discouragement. But when you plug in to God's life-giving flow, there's purpose, there's joy, there's destiny. I close with Psalms 51. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. 
do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Say this word with me, restore. Restore, what does that mean? I once had it. I once possessed it. I once experienced, I was happy. I was enjoying life. I was, I was doing what I was called to do. I was being what I was called to be. I, I was loving life. I was loving God. I was loving people. It's, something's happening. It's taken all that away from me. But Father, restore to me the joy of your salvation. And grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. I'm not going back to that that pit, that misery, that emptiness, that dark place. I'm not going back there again, God, because you're gonna sustain me. Then I'll teach transgressors your ways and sinners will turn back to you. October the 1st, this month, my dad passed away five years ago. Hadn't shed a tear over my dad dying until this week. There's been like a fountain that wouldn't turn off. Couldn't understand it. I always said if my dad died, my world would crash because he was my hero. We were like best friends as much as we were father's son. I did his funeral, didn't shed a tear. Hadn't cried a tear over my dad dying. This week, it was like just, man, I wish I could sit and talk with him. Went down to the ocean and just had a talk with him in heaven because I already know what he'll say. I was cutting carpet at the building and and I, I was telling Willie, I hadn't messed up one cut. I've been proud of myself. I hadn't messed up one cut, 3,000 square feet of carpet. I've missed, missed three cuts on, right after each other, just bam, 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 because I couldn't see right through the tears because I even left the other day without telling them because I couldn't quit crying. I don't want to see me crying then what's wrong. It was like I couldn't turn it off. And I've got 17 videos that I recorded my dad before he died when he was in an unconscious state laying on a hospital bed in a nursing home. He was totally unconscious from a brain disease of where he was and what he was doing, but all he did was pray and pray. Now, I went back and listened to a, one of those videos in my office, and my dad was laying there, totally unconscious to any of us around him, crying out, I just want to know you, God. I just want to know you. I just want to know you better. For 16 minutes, I listened to my dad crying out unconscious in the body, but the spirit was alive and well. I just want to know you, Father. I just want to know you better. And I want to pray the prayer of my Father every day. I just want to know you. I just want to know you better. I want to live life in you. I want to love life in you. I want to love people through you. And I want to be better for you. And today I want to challenge you. As we become that church, as we're, we're trying to get better, we're not perfect, but God's put a mandate on this house that we said it in the beginning, we will not be just another church for people to go to. We're going to be different. Not better, but different. We're not going to come and try to show off our clothes. We're going to come and try to help put clothes on people that don't have any. We're not gonna come and try to show off our talent. We, we wanna try to heal people through our gifts. Watch God make us a hospital and we'll deal with the stink, the blood and the gore and the mess to celebrate the healings and the victories and the miracles when they come. Because God's called us. Who are we? We're that church of all people, of all walks of life. What are we? 
We're a hospital and we're a hospital on purpose. We're gonna love life. We're gonna love people. We're gonna love God. In Jesus' name, amen. You receive God's word today? Pray with me. I feel to do this, and I want you just to bow your heads. And, and I, I, I had no intention of doing this. But I, I really feel in the Holy Spirit right now, so I'm just going to go there. How many Christians, I'm talking to Christians right now, the devil's really been after you, and, and, and this isn't between me and you. This is you and God right now. The devil's really been after you and he's stolen your joy right now. He's stolen your song. He's stolen your purpose. He, he's come and he's like just reached in and snatched your heart out. You've been trying and trying to get it back and find it. And today you're just ready to say, okay, God, I just want to know you, man. I forget all the details and I'm just tired of this and I'm ready to, for my joy, my song, my purpose back. If that's you, would you just raise your hand to God? It's for God to see, not me. Just, I'm, I'm ready, God. I'm ready. I just need that in my life today. God bless your hands going up all over the building. Father, I just pray right now for these that have raised their hand that, that God, you'll restore the joy of their salvation. Come on, church, pray with me right now. We talked about being our brother's keeper. Father, I, I pray right now against every lie, against every deceptive spirit, against every attack, I pray right now, God, that you build a hedge around the minds of your people, that no weapon formed against them will prosper. I pray right now, Father, that you embrace your people today with the joy of Jesus and let the joy of your salvation, your salvation, God, be made alive in their hearts again. God, put a new song back in their spirit. God, give a hope that arises in their soul that'll look the devil in the eye and say, no fear of you here. And not one weapon that you formed against me is gonna prosper, but I'm more than victorious in Christ Jesus, my Lord. And God, I pray over today and the days to come throughout this week that God, there will be a new song arising in their spirit and a new step in their feet and a new energy in their body and a new a hallelujah, God, in their song that God, there's a restoration. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation, Father, I pray. And we thank you for it today, God, in Jesus' name. Maybe you're here while every head's bowed again and you say, Pastor Dan, I'm, I'm, I'm here, but I need point one. I, I need to start over. I'm not where I belong with God. I know that right now. I'm not a bad person. I'm just not where I belong. And I want to give God everything today. Pray for me. I mean, who, who would lift a hand really quick? I'm not going to point you out. I just want to pray for you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. That's four right now. I need Jesus. I need to start over. Pray for me. Anyone else? Pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Jesus, I come to you now. You said in your word, if I would just come to you, confess with my mouth, that you are Lord. Believe in my heart that you raised from the dead. I can be saved. So right now, I come to you. I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I believe in my heart you raised from the dead. Right now, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. 
according to your word. I'm saved. I'm a brand new person in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, you celebrate with me.